0: Kingdom of God is not eat and drink but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost that's what the kingdom of God is righteousness the Bible said seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness then all these other things shall be added to you in other words Christ must be number one he's got to be first He's like the guy from making Georgia he will not accept 99.9 percent of your life. If it's not 100 percent, he don't want any part of you. He has to have it all and when he has all what he will do for us. First Thessalonians one and five now, they put that up there, for our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power in the Holy Spirit and much assurance as you know what kind of men we are or were among you for your sake. We're going to title this this morning Not in Word Only. It's got to be in the power of the Holy Ghost. God does not look for men or women that has an enticence. Words can well speak the words. He's looking for people that can be in his hand and he will do the work. They tell us a holy person in the hands of God is a mighty weapon. And without holiness, no man will see God. He won't see God work miraculous in his life and nearly he will ever see the kingdom of God. So it's important to these things. Um, Romans 15 and 19 said, Through many signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, it is the spirit of God that does signs, miracles and wonders. And what those do, some people say, "Well, you don't need that. Well, you may not need it, but God needs it. It glorifies God every time there's a sign, miracle, and wonders. It glorifies Him and brings great honor to Him. Romans 15 and 13 says, "Now the God of hope fill you with joy, with peace." And believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. How many would like to have that kind of life? God wants us to have the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We are His arm. We are His outreach. Since He's gone to heaven, He's on the throne with a glorified body, but He's put that Spirit inside of us that we can carry on his ministry. We are so blessed out of 7 billion people in the world that God has chosen you. How many are glad that God chose you? Out of all the people in this world, God chose you. But he'd like to choose everybody the kingdom of God. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 5 says again, For our gospel come not unto you in word only, but in the power of the Holy Spirit and much assurance... The Holy Ghost gives assurance that God's Word is real, and then it's alive, the wonderful things of God. Uh, Brother Michael Taylor said in the Sunday school class this morning where he worked, they said, we're going to have a meeting today, and everybody began to complain, said, I wonder what they're going to find fault today and how they're going to get on to us today. Brother Michael said, they're going to give us a raise today. And they laughed him to scorn. And when they got in there, the boss said, well, i tell you what we're going to do. We're going to give you all all a raise today. Listen, you've got to believe God for the best that he has. That's all God has for you, the best that he has. He doesn't have anything else for you but the very best that he has. He wants you to have that. But we intend sometimes to focus on the wrong things. God's kingdom is not a matter of blessings filled with things of this world and we tend to focus on that that the blessing materially it makes us spiritually God reigns on the just and the unjust He gives you power to get wealth but that is not what God is all about what He's about is the power of the Holy Ghost that lives in our lives Everything you can see or touch is temporal. Everything you had today is temporal. I've known some people that own a lot of things around in this life and their lifetime, but they're gone and everything that they had is gone to somebody else. It's temporal, but God gives you power to get wealth, but the most of the he wants to give you is power, how to live for God in this world we're living in. They claim there are 75,000 people living in America today is under stress or de or whatever you want to call it, but the Holy Ghost wants to take that away out of your life. He wants you blessed beyond measure. Praise God. Wonderful singing today, wonderful blessings of God. And we're tempted to focus some time and on material blessings rather than on the things of God. And I appreciate, God, the material blessings. Amen. I appreciate this building. I appreciate the people that's worked hard to build it. We started this building in 1998, and we didn't move into 2000 because most all of the workers here done most all of all the work here. It took that long to get it done. I appreciate that. But there's something more important than this building. God is not coming back after this building. He's coming after a people that's full of the Spirit of God that lives in their lives. That's what he's coming back for. Everything else in this world is going to melt with fervent heat. But thank God we're going to be gone. Amen. Praise God. Not in word only, but by the Spirit and the power of God. The truth, the true prosperity is in the Spirit. When you prosper in the Spirit. Jesus said in John 16, No one can rob you of your joy. How many know God intends for you to have joy? How? unspeakable and full of glory. And Jesus said, no one can rob you there. No powers of the darkness of hell can steal your joy because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You are more than a conqueror through Christ that lives inside you to conquer that gang and fill you with joy. Not just with words, but with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous but we have joy unspeakable ask you in my name jesus said and you will receive and you will have abundant joy how I many's got abundant joy if you don't afford this service over with i want you to start asking right now god fill me with the abundant joy that you had while you lived here on this earth he intends for you to be filled with abundant joy Abundant joy. Praise God. Hallelujah. But if you read Brother Romans a little bit, you'll find out even the greatest apostle ever lived. He had problems. Don't focus on your problems, focus on the one that solves your problems. Amen. Praise God. Jesus Christ came to give us supernatural abundant life not just a normal average life but a supernatural Paul wrote in 15 and 19 I have won them over by the miracles done through me as signs from God all by the power of God's spirit how did he win them over? He said, "I didn't win you over with enticing words of men's wisdom. I won you over by the spirit and the power of God. I mean know nobody can come to God unless they're drawn by the spirit of God. The wonderful things of God. Praise God. I'm glad that God came to me one day. John 1:16 says, "In His fullness, have all received." When you become a Christian, you receive the fullness of Christ in your life. Now, it'll grow and get better. We ought to be closer to God today than we were the day we got in the church. We ought to be closer to God when he comes back than what we are now, the wonderful things of God and the increasing things of God. Matthew 1 and 20 says, The angel appeared to Joseph and said, For the child within her has been conceived by the Holy Ghost. How I many needs a miracle in your life this morning? You need a miraculous birth in your life. The Holy Ghost can give you that. The Holy Ghost can overshadow you and give you something that you never had before. There's power in the shadow of God that overcovered Mary and impregnate her. It was Peter's shatter that healed the lame, the blind, and the halt as he went by. It was not peter but it was a power in that shadow coming through the power of god it gives us these wonderful blessings of god we have to believe the things of god sister woodruff gives me a magazine once a month israel my glory and they write in there one article diamond garbage said no wonder abraham if god called him the father of faith because he gave him a promise to go in a foreign land he didn't know where he was going But Romans 4 said he staggered not, he wavered not over the promises of God for 25 years because he believed God was able and would give the promise. That's what we have to believe, but I don't care how long we've been waiting, we got to believe the promise of God is real, it's coming, it belongs to my house, and I'm going to have it. We don't waver, don't doubt, go worry about it, just believe you're going to get it. Amen? The promises of God are true and rich, not in word and only, but by the Spirit and the power of God. Praise God. I mean, God can change the worst person in the world. I don't care how bad they get. We'll come to that in a minute. God can change that, change it. The Holy Spirit desires to birth with inside of us something miraculous from the kingdom of God. He come to give you life and abundant life while we're here on this earth. Let the word of Christ, Colossians said, dwell in you richly. Richly, Let the word of Christ live inside of you richly. Habakkuk 2.14 says, For the earth will be filled with knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Now I want you to remember that. He said the earth shall be filled with the glory of God as the sea is filled with water. That's what he said. And then we find another scripture that's amazing. Joel says this. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Joel 2.28. Now Habakkuk said the earth will be filled with what? The glory. You hear people say, well, God is getting ready to do something. I do not believe God's getting ready to do anything. I don't believe that. I don't practice that. I don't talk that. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. The veil was rent from top to bottom. He rose from the grave and he went back to heaven after 40 days. And he's sitting on the right hand of the Father today with his glorified body. In other words, what he said has already been done. Listen, the glory of God, Habakkuk 2.14, has been poured out on this earth. And what stops people from receiving is doubt, unbelief. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. If you're in doubt and unbelief, I want you to know that God is with you. How many believe that God is with you? I don't care if you're in doubt and unbelief and fear where worry. God is with you. If he wasn't with you, you would never get out of that. He's got to be with you in whatever you're in. The glory of the Lord has been poured out already. He, he's already poured it out when Jesus went back to heaven at Acts 2. Fulfill Habakkuk 2.14 fulfill of joy he filled this earth with his glory now I want you to remember it said earth earth what is earth what did he mean by it your body is earthly but inside your body is something glorious and wonderful it's an inward spirit that's filled with the glory and the power of God it, 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 it's what God is revealing to us through the scriptures of the wonderful blessings of God Second Corinthians 5 and 1 said we know that if we earthly vessels this house this house is the earthly vessel some people said well I'm still waiting on the golden years of old age God never promised you you're going to live forever God promised us you could have abundant life while you're here But one day you're going to leave here, but you need to leave here full of the power of God and full of the grace of God and full of the anointing of God. This body is going to deteriorate, but the glory of God is going to live forever in your life. That's what he's telling us there. Praise God. Some people don't like to tell the age. I tell you, I'm glad I'm what I am. I'll be 84 next month. I'm glad for that. How many are glad of your age and where you are? If you weren't your age what you are now, you wouldn't be here. You'd be somewhere else. We ought to stand our feet and thank God every day when we get up that God has allowed us to still to be here. I'm looking for the day. Debbie, you jump out of that wheelchair and run down here and run up on this stage and run down on the other side. I know long, how, how long you've been praying for it, but I believe it's coming in your life. Praise God. Paul said, I believe and I speak. People are afraid to speak their faith because their faith is weak. But I'm going to share with you something. God is with you. How many believe it's God is with you? I don't care where you are and what you're going through with. God is with you. Peggy, God is with you. What you've been going through with. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The word of God is true. It cannot lie. The river flowing from the throne of glory. From Ezekiel 47. The spirit carried him down and showed him the water was flowing from the temple. Verse 1. From the temple. Okay. And he carried him. I won't go through all of it. He carried him to a place that waters that he could swim in. And then he carried him back to the temple. And showed him where the water was coming from. Somebody ought to say it was coming from the temple. Well. We think that's up yonder right. But the Bible said no you're not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Do you know in, in St. John 7 and 38. It says out of your most in being shall come what. Rivers of what. Oh. St. John three thirty four and said God gives you the spirit without limits. Without limits. But he showed him the water was coming from the temple. And he showed him everywhere the water ran from the temple, running down into the dead sea and furnished life in the dead sea. He showed him the water running into the wilderness and showed him trees coming alive. You said, what does that mean, Brother Billy? It means God poured his spirit out in this mortal decaying temple and that's where the spirit of God lives right in here and it's to flow out of here unto a lost and a dying world. Those that's lost hope and have no desire. Listen, if you have no desire, God can give you desire. It's flowing out of us it's the flowing out of us rivers of living water all through this world and giving life wherever we go it's to give life to the lost and dying into this world hallelujah i don't know about you but i'm excited about living for god excited about that you find that in ezekiel 47 and 8 first Thessalonians 519 it says do not quench the spirit of god if you feel the least tiny little bit of the move of God, obey it, because you don't know what he's fixing to do. the wonderful blessings of God. Amen. Mary did not let one word is spoken to her to leave her heart. She had it all in her heart. Nehemiah 10:34 says the wood offering now I know brother James you've done a lot of studying on uh, Nehemiah but Nehemiah gave every worker everybody in, in his command he gave them a specific duty is that right he said James Clayton you're going to be the electrician brother Johnson, he said you're going to be the earth mover okay I understand you move earth you, you want to see a mountain move you probably call him glory to God he said there's an iron worker you, you're going to be an iron worker you're going to be a bricklayer he, he gave everybody everybody in the building they, they were building the building God is not building no building today he's through building building he's building the temple of the living God that he's coming after he's not looking for a great big building he's looking for people that will yield to the spirit and the power of God everybody in the body had a particular duty to do y'all got that? Everybody. It didn't make no difference. He gave everybody. But then he went a little further than that. He said, Everybody gonna have a responsibility. Do you find this in nearby? Let me find it. 1034. Everybody is gonna to have to bring wood. Brother Melvin, you going to, even though you're an arm worker, you're gonna to have to bring some wood. Brother Rick, he said you're gonna to have to you're an insurance salesman, but you're gonna to have to bring some wood. You just can't dwell on what you everybody got to bring some wood. And the reason they had to bring the wood to the tabernacle. Is to put on the altar where the fire would never go out. How many know that God don't want your fire to go out? You may have a specific duty in the church. I'm the pastor, but I got a specific duty in the church. When I come to church to bring some wood and put on the fire where the fire don't never go out in the altar, you got to stir that fire to keep it alive. It's not my responsibility, it's not altogether God's responsibility. We have a responsibility to God to fulfill the duty that He's called us, and that is to keep the fire alive somebody shout hallelujah hallelujah keep your fire burning praise God a man had bought an axe to cut down some wood he said alas alas the axe head fell off in the river he told Elisha Elisha said, cut me a green stick he threw it out there and got it back why was that so important he was using that axe to cut wood to take to the temple to put on the fire where the fire would never go out at the altar Glory to God. Hallelujah. We have a responsibility to God. We have a responsibility to the world to don't let the fire go out. Hmm? Praise God. How is your fire burning? Maybe because you hadn't been bringing some wood. You got to keep putting wood on it. I love the modern living. I love to walk up to a thermostat and punch that buddy when I need a little heat. I just punch it a few times and I get heat. I don't have to care what done away from a fireplace. I still got it. I got a barn down there full of wood. Holly and them came the other day and said, we want to borrow some wood. I said, get all you want. What are you going to do? I said, we're going to build a fire outside. I said, get some of that Red oak, good hard red oak, they carried it and had a fire, said, you know, we would not go out. We had to blow water on it, spray water on it. God wants you to be so full of the power of God that it cannot be blown out. So power of God and the rivers of God, it flows out of us, not just here in this house, but out of us and to other people that need the God. The river flowing into the Dead Sea, the river giving life to something that never lived before. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Don't get in so involved in worldly activities that you can't take some wood and come to church. There was this man went to a conference, and he said, I'm I'm, I'm going, and I'm going to ask everybody there that I run into. He said, what did you come for? And he said, I come to get a blessing. Everybody he come to, he said, what did you come for? I come to get a blessing. He come up to one guy and said, what did you come for? He said, bless God, I come to be a blessing. Listen, somebody going to have to come with some fire. Somebody's going to come with a blessing. Everybody can't come for the church just looking for a blessing. you got to be a blessing to get a blessing. You're going to get what you sow. If you want a blessing from God, start blessing somebody else, and you'll start getting a blessing. You may be a Sunday school teacher, Sister Linda, but you got a responsibility to bring some wood and put on the fire where somebody else can be blessed and be warmed by your fire. I want somebody to be able to warm by my fire. Brother Yocum had a bird dog one time. Him and Red Draper used to bird hunt a lot. And he said he'd let that bird dog in the house when it was cold weather and said he'd lay in front of the fire and he'd turn the fire up and said he'd let that bird dog get hot he just turned and looked at the fire and growled. He never would get up. I tell you, it's hot hallelujah! We need a fire so hot in our lives that everybody can know that we've been with Jesus. Everybody know you don't have to carry no sign. I'm for Jesus. They'll know you've been with Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. God not dead. He's alive. Oh, hallelujah. Paul said to the Corinthian church, chapter 14, verse 26, Brothers, when you come together, every one of you, every one of you, I mean, know that's you? When you come to church, he said, bring something. Don't just bring yourself, bring a praise, bring a song. Now, that's what he said. We got to be a doer of the word. We can't just be a hearer of the word. We got to do the word. We've been hearing the word a long time. I've been hearing it since nineteen sixty. But it's now I start being a doer of the word. Amen. It's time for you all of us start being a doer of the word and still just hear the word. He said, When you come to church, you bring something beside your body, you bring a praise, you bring a worship, you bring a song, you bring something that will bless somebody else that's there that's coming that's broken hearted. Hallelujah to God. Let the glory of God be magnified. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. There was a meeting in Los Angeles. Sports arena, 10,000 people. Spirit of the Lord was moving. And all of a sudden, instantly... A man jumped out of the seat, ran down the aisle, shouting and praising and thanking God. Just running and shouting and praising God over the auditorium. Excuse me a minute. When he got down to the front, he, the man stopped him and said, What's the matter? He said, I have stood in the pulpit for 18 years and preached against signs, miracles, and wonders. I preached that God does not do signs, miracles, and wonders no more. He said, I would not tell my congregation I was coming to this kind of meeting tonight. And the man asked him, he said, what's with the cane? He said, I had polio when I was a child. If you could see my leg before a few minutes ago, it was bone and flesh. My leg no longer operated. I had to have the cane. It was bone and flesh. I want you to get this. He preached for 18 years against signs, miracles, and wonders. As he sat there, Hallelujah. The Spirit of God, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, moving among this doubting person. If you're a doubter, don't worry. I believe God is going to renew you. Praise God. If you're living in fear, I believe God is going to change that in your life. Praise God. Hallelujah. You cannot get out of what you're in unless God comes and gets where you are. That's the reason he left the throne of glory and dressed himself in the robe of flesh and became a man. Hallelujah. And they said, what manner of man is this? Because he wanted to know how we feel. You want to know how the world feels? You can't get on the TV and find out how they feel. You got to get with people that's in trouble and talk to them and find out how they feel Jesus ate with sinners and Republicans and they said, what's the matter with him? He ate with sinners and Republicans. He said, I didn't come to call the righteous. I come to call the lost. Our business is not with the righteous so much as it is that we're pertaining to. We spend more time with the righteous than we spend with the sinners. That's why we're not seeing no more results. Jesus saw results because he spent his time with sinners. He spent his time that this river of water in him could flow out into them and give them life and give them hope how many know that God is the only one that can give you hope he can give you hope praise God when there's no hope I was praying for a person one time the family said don't give them hope don't be talking to them about hope like that I said that's my message is hope Christ's message is hope for the lost and the dying and the suffering Lesson for those that that's his message is hope praise God he said as I sat there how I many know you can get healed in a song service? You can get the Holy Ghost in a song service. Well, I'm waiting. To, don't wait on the altar. Call Brother Don and come up here. I'm looking for Brother Don to be increased so much of the anointing when they praise and worship God. You're going to see things you've never seen and witnessed before. This thing is not just tied to the preacher. It's not just tied to this. It's tied to everybody in the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. He's not coming back after individuals. He's coming back after the body of Christ that he's put his spirit and his power in. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, I've been a cripple since a child. Fulfilling the pulpit, 18 years, preaching against signs, miracles, and wonders. But as I sat there, I felt something in my leg. Mm, Church, if you you feel the least little thing, I want you to check it out. Amen? You see the burning bush? Check it out. There's a miracle in the burning bush for your life that's going to change your life forever. You've been on the backside of the desert for 40 years, Moses. You hadn't had no contact, but now the first contact's going to be with the living God. Listen, you hadn't lived until you get in contact with the living God. Then when you'll start living, praise God. He said, I pulled up that britchy leg. I better not pull that up. Peggy might get on me. Brother James, she took your job while ago. I was standing there, she, I felt something tugging on my leg. Now he's down there, she told me, said, you gonna have to quit wearing them cowboy boots. Some of these suits don't fit over them and covers. You got to get that down, It don't look up. Brother James, just come up here and pulled them down before. Well, anyhow, I'm glad she looks after me. But he said he pulled up that britch leg. And I looked at that leg that was bone. And just flesh couldn't move. Hallelujah. And I saw something moving down there. I could feel something moving. Hallelujah. A man of doubt and fear preached for 18 years. No signs and miracles and wonders. But God met him. In hallelujah. In that place where he was. How I many of you know that God wants to meet you right where you are? You can't get yourself out of it. He didn't ever intend for you to get yourself out of it. He came to get you out of what you're in. Amen. And deliver you forevermore. You can't make a hair black or white if he would. Mm. I'm, uh, Barbara, Barbara Colton, have y'all ever noticed a hair on her head? But don't you just envy that, amen. You can't make a hair black or white. You can't make a statue one inch. You can't do anything. You, everything's impossible with you. But with God, with God, all things are possible. And there he looked at that leg and he, he watched that flesh begin to grow. Hallelujah. You said, oh, Brother Beno, I don't know about that. But he knew about it. He said, I could feel it and I could watch it grow. And I watched it grow and I said, "Cried out to God. Here's a doubter preached against signs, miracles, and wonders and God has met him right where he is. He could feel that flesh growing. He saw the flesh growing. He said, I cried out to God. (laughs) Oh God, he said, finish your work in me. Bring that healing all the way up. Come on now, if you feel the least little bit of God, I want you to entertain it because God has got a miracle for your life. John Oldstein suffered with, I believe it's high blood diabetes and heart problem. He was at a meeting one time and he got deathly sick. He got up and went outside in the hallway where Norval Hayes was praying for the sick. He had a wonderful healing ministry. So he got in line and Norval Hayes laid his hands on him. He said the bottom of his feet got hot. His ankles got hot mmm Glory to God said when it got up in his thigh it was hot. Then he said, I said, this is not of God. It's coming from the wrong direction. It's coming from the bottom up. This got to be the devil. He said, when I said that, it left me, and I never the rest of my life could get it back. Don't quench what God is doing. I don't care how small it is, how much doubt and fear you got. God is with you, and where you are, he's going to stay with you. He's not going to leave you. If he ever leaves you, you'll never make it to God. He never did get healed because he quenched the power of God. God never forgave him for that Hmm. Paul said I didn't come with word only I come in demonstration of the spirit and the power of God if God gives us a word it's going to need to be in the spirit and the power of God Brother Clayton you found that out I think in the missionary field anybody can just give you a word that's nothing but to the spirit and the power of God Habakkuk 2.14 has been fulfilled at the day of Pentecost Joel 2.28 has been fulfilled at the day of Pentecost God's not on vacation He's not on vacation He's appearing to everybody wherever you are He's there He'll never leave you nor forsake you He's going to stay with you Hmm? praise God glory to God excuse me this is in Psalm 29 4 and 6 the voice of the Lord sounded to David like a hurricane that fell great cedars of Lebanon So perpetual is his voice, so full of majesty. It breaks down the cedars. It splits the great giants of Lebanon. He makes the mountains of Lebanon and Mount Sinai leap and skip before, like young calves. He's talking about the voice of God. It may be like a small, still voice, but he's got power. He's got authority that small steel voice with a man that was discouraged had left his ministry had run off and asked God to kill him don't never be put out with people that gets down in hardship and God asked Elijah said what are you doing here and he told him I'm just glad that Elijah wasn't there by himself. You may be in a cave of darkness, in a cave of disappointment, a cave of despair, but you're not there alone by yourself. There's a God of Almighty that can speak a small, steel voice. David said that voice can break the leaven of cedars. It is so powerful and so strong. Oh, glory to God. That small, steel voice broke. What was bothering Elijah fear of Jezebel Jezebel means evil spirits that's what her name means she's evil she's corrupt book of Revelation tells you that she's an evil spirit there's a Jezebel spirit that can come and cause fear worry and anxiety but one still small voice from God it changed Elijah he went back where he was discouraged most Bible scholars tell you if you get discouraged in one place to leave you will never get back to God until you what go back where you was discouraged that's where God will renew your ministry let me ask you this when the Apostle Paul was filled with the Holy Ghost and Ananias prayed for him, he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Where was he headed on the road to Damascus? Where was he headed? Where? Destroy the church, is that right? He was going to kill him and put him in prison put them in jail. Where did he go after he was filled with the Holy Ghost? Where? That same city that he was on. God wanted that city to know the man that was coming to kill them, put them in prison, has been changed. He's no longer Saul. He's the Apostle Paul. Listen, God can change anybody. I don't care how dark the cave is, what you've been through with, and if you want to die, God can give you new life. But he's going to send you right back where you got discouraged and let the people know this is the Elijah. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> I was were down, but now I'm back. His anointing returned to him. He anoints Elijah. He anoints kings. He anoints other things. He no longer has that kind of spirit because God met him in his cave and spoke to him and changed his life. How I many ever been discouraged down and out? And just all of a sudden, Brother Don was telling me something the other day. It was about a plumbing problem. He said, "I didn't know what I was going to do. I was going to have to go back to work." And said, "It just come to me." He said, "I know it's from God." How I many you know some things? This comes to you sometimes from God because He loves you and He cares for you and He don't want you to be in distress. He wants to relieve. You. That's why He gives you ideas. Amen. Don't just take it for granted. Do like Brother Don said. I know it come from God. Don't just go off and say, "Well, you know, you know." You know. God bless you for being here this morning. Wherever you are, God is with you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And he'll deliver you through his power. Whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. God bless you for listening to us today. And I pray most of all you listen to the Lord. And that man was instantly healed. Isn't that something? After 18 years... didn't want want his congregation to know he was going to that type of meeting didn't know that he was going to go over and see what was going on amen praise God I knew this man he went to church in Atlanta he told this story one day he said when the brush arbor days was breaking out people getting the Holy Ghost I tell you you can't imagine what they went through with he said some of us men got together we'd stand outside the tent and make fun of them and we made it up that I was gonna go down to the altar and like I got the Holy Ghost and I was gonna whoop the preacher. That's what I was going to do. I could call his name. He said I got down there, closed the altar, and I fell down. All them other men with me thought I was, you know, put starting my act. <laughs> and said the Holy Ghost fell on me. <laughs> said, I jumped up there and started shouting, made my way to the preacher, and I grabbed him. They thought, boy, this fix be it right now, but they didn't know the Holy Ghost had got on me. He <laughs> said, I grabbed that preacher and hugged him, and we both danced together. Praise God. I want you to know God can change your mind just like that. Evil spirit attacks your mind. God releases that. Just that quick. Praise God. How many of you know he's a good God? He loves you. He cares about you. He cares about your success, naturally, spiritually, and healthy. Amen. What kind of week are you going to have? Going to have a great week. Some people just say that, too. Well, you don't know that. Well, (laughs) Job said, declare a thing, and it'll happen. (laughs) The Bible's full of that. Declare, and it'll happen. So, doctor, declaring, praise God, like Brother Michael Taylor said, went in before the window. And now they said, oh, they can get on to us again. He said, oh, they're gonna give us a raise today. <laughs> Peggy wanted to preach a while now. I just wanted to thank the Lord. I have been through Sunday school and service today, and I have not coughed one time. I thank the Lord for it. I've had it for a while. Thank you, Jesus, and thank y'all. She's been having that about a year. She's been tested five times. They thought she had the COVID, you know. Six times. They said, well, you don't got it. They still don't know, but I want you to know she go to the chief physician. Oh, he knows. (laughs) He don't have to consult anybody else (laughs) because he knows. (laughs) God bless you for being here today. I pray the Lord will give you the most richest week that you've ever had in your life and a greater walk with God. In Jesus' name, amen.